Hi, Philip here from Trial by Stone. Before we begin on this episode of the podcast, we got to interview with the creative team behind the Emmy Award-winning show for outstanding children's program, Jim Henson's The Dark Crystal Age of Resistance, with Jeff Addis, Will Matthews, and Louis Leterrier. Um, originally, this was going to be uh, one episode, but uh, due to the length of the recording, um, we, we decided to split it up into two parts. This is part two of the interview, so if you're listening to this on the podcast, you can watch the video presentation on YouTube or Facebook. You'll find the links in the show notes. Thank you and I hope you enjoy the show. Another, Another world. Another time. In the age of wonder. You are listening to... Trial by Stone. Trial by Stone! Dea Tea, Dara Tea. Your vital essence of the dark crystal. Kida, Kida. Come, come, see for yourself. Aru, Garu, how very interesting. Dea, Taya, I feel the song of Thra in my heart. Now go, you heroes of Thra. I just remember the uh, <laughs> as, uh, a scene I came, you know, the night before, and I was like, Jeff, we need to we need to write a kiss between, uh, you know, <laughs> Mira and uh, right. I mean, oh yeah, that, that, that was a that, pickup. We wrote that we was wrote a pickup. I was like, you know, like uh, I need that. I need I, I edited the uh, dream fast is fine, but I need a real kiss. Okay, see you tomorrow, and we're shooting that. And he was like, oh, how, but, where? Are but I? also, I was like, <laughs> I, fine, I can write that. But like the whole thing of the whole thing of like, what, what is the fun in that? So I'm writing like sexy puppet dialogue. But but more than that was the. Fear of what happens when they kiss how what's that gonna look like so we were all around the monitors and they do no, that first kiss I, I, what because I you, no no but yes although the puppeteers and neil sternberg being the worst of them they always had the, the puppets kiss all the time so i was like you know at first we we're like the rule you know there's like there's a there's hansen's rules that you know you cannot show that puppet you cannot do this you cannot do that and you know puppets cannot kiss and then they always, you know, before we roll, it was like, ah, and, and all the time I was like, but you know, sometimes it looked good. I was like, they can kiss. They really can kiss, especially, you know, uh, we added that, so we added that later. Yeah. Cause that wasn't there originally. That was, that was, yeah. that was Louis coming in at 11 PM. I was like, yeah, like, I need a like, 15 dream yeah. fasting is a real narrative problem because yeah. it's, it's too much information, but also the first time you see it when Rianne and Mira do it, it's a little sexy. But yeah. we wrote drafts of it that were too sexy because the next person you see is Brea to her mother. Let's dream fast, right. and so now you're like, "What yeah, is yeah. Oh, yeah, the yeah. real yeah, life?" Yeah, I remember that. I remember and that. And so yeah. we yeah. had to find this yeah. middle ground where it is an, an intimate act, but it's yeah. not the intimate act. It's also dream fasting is really hard, just like the wings. Um, in that it's it's really hard to write when. Somebody has information. Somebody else is supposed to not believe them. That's the motor of the scene. And when you can just touch. And so that's why we had to create the Skeksis lying and saying you can't dream fast with Rianne, right? And start spreading those rumors was to make it harder on him because all he had to do was walk around and and sort of touch anybody and you would know that he was telling the truth. Um, so, so it was really tricky. And then also the but way... then it can pay off better because if, if it is a metaphor for vulnerability... Then when people do decide to dream fast with Rianne, they're making a, a choice, a loaded choice. They've been told not to do it. They've been told it's not safe. They've been told it's against the rules. And they trust him enough to dream fast. They trust him enough to be vulnerable, to believe his truth. It's the idea of, of honesty as vulnerability, but also as believing someone's honesty is also vulnerability. I think it worked out nicely. Yeah, it absolutely did. And I feel like it I'm glad you touched on the um the almost too sexy nature that could have been dream fasting because it is an interesting line to have to walk there because it is clear that dream fasting is something that's viewed as intimate, right? In every instance that we see dream fasting in this series, there's an ask for consent. And um so it brings up a and that's even b before the lie spreading about Rian, you know, spreading the dream fast sickness. Even the scene with with Mira, he they treat it like it's I need to ask your consent. We need to both agree to dream fast. You can't just like stick your hand on somebody's head and force them to dream fast. It has to be a mutual agreement. We and actually had a phrase of we don't do non consensual dream fasting. That was something we talked about in the script that we weren't going to do that because it felt too invasive and wrong. 
Yeah, and it's. I think that makes a, a really interesting and a really important commentary on the fact that this idea of consent and communication is not something that's inherently sexual and that intimacy isn't something that's inherently exclusively sexual, I should say. And um, another reason why I think that the you guys did an excellent job of showing us um, this this moral and this lesson in a way that is very important for our generation today and for our cultures today and both outstanding and children. children programming guys exactly. that's exactly right. <laughs> just exactly. saying that's the right reason i was wondering but you're right sydney that's the <laughs> no it's it's I, I i sydney i think you're you're exactly right we thought of it as intimacy so the first time you see it between uh mira and rianne they ask and they bring it up we wanted her to sort of initiate that, to show that she was more in control of that situation, if it was slightly sexual, as opposed to him, that felt important to us. The next time that you see it is Bray and her mother, and it's sort of a little bit of old hat. But they have an intimate relationship and have for years, right? So it's just a different relationship to intimacy that you have with your mother. And and that intimacy for them is a little bit more de facto. I mean, Brea withdraws her consent when she sees the necklace. Yep. So the mother is very casually, fine, 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 we'll dream fast, whatever as if it's just passing notes. But then when Brea sees the betrayal, she says, well, now I don't want to dream fast. It's now I don't trust you. And so, yeah, this idea of, of not exclusively sexual intimacy. I remember there's a great line in one of the old Star Treks when, when Spock would talk about my father and I never chose to meld our minds. And that was always such a sad line to me. I always loved that line. What a unique choice in all the galaxies, in all of the possible relationships, this ability to meld minds, and the father and son never did. Stayed with me. We're all just gonna cry now, I think. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> no, but it, 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 that's one. That's that's the that's one of the the power, the freedom that we had as creators, filmmakers, storytellers by exploring this world it was the there was you know it's a matriarchal society there's true parity you know there's it was it was, we didn't have to use the you know the, uh, the the awful truth of our world we could just imagine oh what would a you know an ideal world look like you know and and we could you know we could create this and we, we were able to do that you know we created our, it's funny we created our ideal world on screen and our ideal world off screen like literally our crew was 50 percent if more if more 50 percent women 50 percent men everybody was like you know kind of nice to each other we were laughing we were doing this it was like it was like okay oh that, that I, we, it could be this. <laughs> Life could be this way if we wanted, you know. And yeah. and it's so nice as a writer to not have to explain why the seven uh, all, madras are all female, right? They could just be female. You didn't have to have a line of like how this happened or that's great. You were just like, yeah, 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 they're female. Let's carry on. The bigger question is, what puppets are we going to use? We need like seven puppets now to like be them. That was the trick of the story. the, the uh, uh, deeds to fathers and all that stuff. Like we 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 didn't need to answer those questions. Like the, it was not important to us. It was more like that's the world. Okay, accept, move on, accept it. You know, that's it. You just don't need to do this. I think it's also important to leave those questions open for the fans to have things to chew on and to discuss. Um, you know, if if everything's just laid out in front of you with no ambiguity whatsoever and things are overly explained, then that, that removes a huge chunk of the interactive experience that's inherent to being a fan of something and that's to come up with your own ideas and to sit down with your friends and family who are, you're bonding with this franchise over and talk about what you think that could mean and how that's important to you as opposed to how it's important to someone else and it makes it more um, subjective and, and more uh, personal and I think was was that something that was sort of a deliberate a part of the deliberate choice to not be too uh, explicit with why everything is or um, you know is the aspect of we want to leave something for fans to chew on is that is that something that comes up especially since you are fans yourself too well it, all the, the time yeah all the time no exactly it was this but also the way the, we decided to shoot the show in a, in its very practical manner matter a way and in, in its in its you know with puppetry which is sort of an obsolete technique and you know slightly bringing you up to date 
was we decided to put to do something that like the original movie would become uh, ageless and eternal and by answering question or making it too much in the now and winks i mean there's a couple of winks that you you know we couldn't help ourselves but the, you know uh, to to today's world but there's there's we didn't make it to, and that's, you know, it's funny because I heard that on the podcast, Jamie, you're, you know, you hate that, but you know, that it, we make it like very <laughs> wink, wink, you know. That, I was really worried. I just was. No, I know, but you, you were right about that. Things. I know, but he it's funny because it was out. No, no, I didn't. I just said, no, I just was, right. I was worried that you're going to, we were going to see a little podling acting like Peter Rabbit, like streetwise, like I, I just was because a lot of times people don't approach material with a reverence they approach material with a different but a different... but we you know sorry i'll finish my thing and then uh, you should be like you know we grew up on fables i grew up being european on fables and fables are, are, are you know studied at school because they are metaphors and fables and 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 they are timeless and it you know it's about the king it's about this you know but the king is somebody you know the king is your father your mother the president the this you know authority or something or the bird or the this or the that you know and you just this this is this is a fable this is jim hansen's fable and it had to remain this way and we couldn't break it and we we all looked at each other and we said we not we will not break that we will do you know what would Jim do every day what was what what would Jim do on uh, you know in the writing writers room and on set and post production so right it was a hard it was a hard balance in the beginning of writing the pilot of finding sort of the voice of the show in terms of how modern is it how classical is it does it live closer to British does it live closer to American the mid-Atlantic we talked a lot about the accents even when we were filming it and the other thing we talked about was that there's sort of like there's the show which is for a wider audience and then you know Will and I did the story for the comics and that fills in some gaps but we talked a lot about which gaps we're going to fill in and we're going to create more gaps as we go and then somebody else can fill that in if they want but we're always trying to think of um, what do you need to know to watch the show you don't need to know where Brea's dad is doesn't matter we're gonna we're gonna explore in the comics who's Brea's dad is but we're not gonna answer the question of where he is so because that's that doesn't matter and that seemed less we didn't want to take that question away so there's always the game of, of which questions which doors to open and which ones to shut and where because the, the comics are different than the show which is different than the movie and they can all kind of have their own space for the the fan who wants to go deeper or the next creators to come along. I mean, I think everyone was, but Jeff and I were keenly aware that this is our turn with the baton. But the baton will be passed, and the race goes on. And so how do we carry it with as much joy and dignity as we can? But it's not to win the race. It's to have our time with the baton mean something. And so there were moments where we literally said that line, this is for the next creative mind. This is for the next generation of storytellers, if that generation's in five years or 37. But it's not, you don't want to, if you give someone all the answers, what's the fun in that? It's the questions. And that's true in so much of Henson's work. That The more detail you have, the more open you are to the other details that might be just around the corner. And so you're not trying to cut off any avenues of thought with an answer. You're trying to provide more little honeycombs of genius for the next person to discover. That being said, I would like a specific answer on a, a little detail that I promised I would ask about. And I, <laughs> <laughs> I promise that I will not cry, regardless of what the answer is, I won't be mad at you. Um, was Omri ever on the table? Okay, now listen. There was one scene. I'll tell you right now. I'll tell you. We wrote a scene, and Omri Real was in it. affection for that character. And Will loves that character. Jolie loves that character. Omri was never on the table as a lead. He because we knew we had he had to go off and do stuff in the books that was going to spin separate and parallel. There was a scene in the pilot where Deet was with Omri in Domrak that we wrote and we ultimately wound up cutting. But there was a scene where Deet, after she falls, where they find her washed up on the shore of the lake underneath and it's it was Omri and a couple of kids playing a game called Grixies that we mentioned later as a thing but um and we wound up not we never even shot that scene it was cut way 
pretty early in the process. But yeah, see, that's there. awesome. I love that. That that doesn't make me sad at all. Like, yeah, would I have loved to see that? And would I have absolutely squeed like a chipmunk? Absolutely, hundred um, percent. But to know that that happened, you know, Omri's got a good little boy band following, so I think yeah. people will be happy to know that. I sure, I certainly am. <laughs> will loves Omri. I love Omri. That is my low god. I mean, I love friend. Omri too, but Will loves Omri, so I feel <laughs> Do some fan art. He gets a lot of fan art. <laughs> Well, I like that Deet spends so much of the show alone, the only one of her kind. I thought it'd be fun to start with. She wasn't always alone. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm with you. I'm with you. I do like the way you guys did, um, just briefly, uh, the the fathers, Deet's fathers. I know it gets some talk sometimes, but how effortless that was. I didn't even realize it until like four episodes later. Like, oh yeah, she had two fathers. And there was no there was no in your face it just was it was just there and that's really again something that's hard to do um especially in the day and age that we live in and uh so again it was really effortless and beautiful so good job on that well thanks if you don't ask yourself that question it's not effortless i mean it's, 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 it is effortless to do it's like you know if we did you know had i you know sort of like emphasized it because I thought it was like, you know, it would have been wrong. It's kind of like, it's just, it, it is what it is. That's what we did. And, you know, and, and yeah, the kiss for me was, the, you know, the only thing we, the only time we, you know, sort of like made them uh, uh, human in a way and then, you know, in their, you know, in their romantic interaction, the kiss was just because it was, it just, it just felt like, you know, a little bit more just special like we're missing something a little bit more in special for you know Rian and Mira and that's it you know but everybody else was like yeah we don't know you know we still today we're still wondering how babies are made in throughout we're asking ourselves these questions it's 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 a it's a it's a hot topic of debate if I'm being honest there are different perspectives on it I like the cabbage patch theory the cabbage patch kid that's, oh, I 100% think podlings are grown. And I think we even talked about wanting to see baby podlings growing in the dirt, like little coming up from there, but uh, it never made Please it into the show. Please tell me they grow butt first. <laughs> oh, my God. We spent a lot you of time on that butt. You saw that butt, that podling butt, right? I mean, the, the, we, had, we built a podling butt. It was, like, very special. It was actually in the... In the Do you remember the first music. version of the podling butt that was built that it was, like... No, this won't work. There was like a first version. We had to create like two or three versions. I'll never forget. I'm ready. I think I have the picture of it somewhere where we were like, it doesn't feel right. Is it the one that had Brad, Brad Pitt's face? No, that's another. We did like a the Brad, Brad Pitt, Pitt Gelfling. 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 It was so funny. That Brad Pitt was Gelfling. so funny. Was so you fun. should tell that story because that's one nobody's heard, I don't think. Please. It, so so when desi- when designing Rian, I was saying, well, you know, we need a hero, you know, because we every every Friday for years we're meeting at the Hansons, designing, having sort of like amazing artists designing the, the the features and everything of our characters, and they they do it like you know on clay. It's really beautiful. There's nothing. There's no computer. It's like old school and everything. And you know, we're talking. We're thinking after doing. I think we started with the 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 Skeksis because they were you know they looked like the stuff that you know the Skeksis from the old and just like made them younger uh, than Agra and then we had to talk about our Gelfling and then we we started talking about Rian and I was like we need some we need a a hero's face like a young a young hero and he has to be recognizable because we have so many faces and as you would you know you you guys I'm sure you've recognized that you know there's six or seven uh, general molds that we change, put different colors, different eyes, different head, you know, and it becomes the, the, the crowd. But for our leads, we had to have very specific uh, features. And when he came to Rian, I was like, yeah, we need somebody like, you know, somebody that you identify and he's handsome and you want, you know. And I said, as an example, Brad Pitt. That's just it as an example, like a like a young Brad Pitt. You remember young Brad Pitt when we first see him and saw him in Thelma and Louise? People were like, wow, who's that guy? Okay, young Brad Pitt. Two three weeks later, we come back and they're like, "We have a surprise for you. We want to show. We want to present to you, <coughs> Rian." And then Jeff, Will, myself, Lisa, everybody, we were like, "Holy crap!" It was Brad Pitt <laughs> as a girl thing, and it was the freakiest <laughs> thing you've ever seen. It was, it was so well done. It just was Brad Pitt. 
but with the Gelfling ears and the little smirk, it was perfect. It was perfect. Because if any these, evidence, it, well, I don't. We, I, think I, we just, I think we just. Well, yeah, actually, have some pictures. But I we, have we, photos. We, yeah, but I think it was destroyed and it became real Rian. But uh, the clip became real Rian. No, but he had worked before. We had some examples that had worked before because Cameron, my wife, she looks like a Gelfling, and that's the only reason I married her. Just to so you know, <laughs> no, she, she, she does look like a Gelfling, and she, she does look like a Gelfling. And we we uh, you know so, uh, when we were doing some tests, the initial tests, we modeled. Um, the little gelfling and eventually after with some other gelfling on Cameron's face and it was working so they were taking it was easier for the instead of you know creating something out of thin air to start with a picture they were able to do that stuff so so it, it had worked before but now the Brad, Brad Pitt as a gelfling will never work <laughs> is that why that photo of Cameron with Kira on Instagram that she posted she could... that's something from that's something from years ago. It's like a you know some one of her uh, one of her fans. She was an actress before she was a producer. Uh, uh, said, "Oh, that Cameron Richardson. She looks like Kira." But that was like from you know the two thousands, way before she met me. Um, uh, so no, so it's 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 funny. And um, I I just wanted to know uh, for yourself, Louis. Um, of course, like we've we've shown the show. I mean you. But you know, we we're basically shooting it, you know, in production pretty much nonstop, almost for a year. And um, I, I vaguely, I remember, I think how I think back at San Diego Comic Con, you said how every shot was almost like a nightmare uh, for you. Just um, and I actually wanted to know, like, what what was the sh- was there any shots like that sort of sparked to you, that come to your mind of like that was like the most challenging shot ever. And um, but not only that, but was there also a shot that was that you thought. You know, when shooting that initially was going to be really challenging, but actually you sort of got in the can, like say in a couple of takes, for example. They were not. I'll say they weren't nightmares. They were very exciting to shoot. It was so hard. That's what I meant. It's a. It's a. It's a. It's a. It's a. It's a. It's a technological. You know, nightmare just to to find because of the puppets, because the lack of set on top and bottom, I also was camera operating and it was like very hard to do that. So that's why it became so hard. No, it was like, you know, fun, the, the action, the action, like Will and Jeff said, it's true. Like we, the stuff we, we were doing had never been done before with puppets. So Rita Perugi, for example, was every time we were doing something, every time we were starting, she's like, it cannot be done. But I said, well, let's try, you know, it's just like, well, we've tried, we've tried on this, 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 but it cannot be done. So, so we're pushing and pushing and pushing. And, you know, I remember one day, the, uh, the speeder chasing Deed was supposed to be fully digital. And I said, no, 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 let's create this. Let's actually create a track. I was like, sort of like reinventing the wheel, um, using gripping techniques and stuff like that, just to just to have some puppets do, you know, do the stuff. And then eventually we, it, we made it work. So it, the action became uh, possible. And then, you know, we, it's funny, like you see the evolution of the action throughout the, the the show, and then you know by episode ten, Rian jumps around, you know goes, you know sort of like backs up, and that was all real, like that, you know all all of that was created out of uh, uh, a combination of like oh we know how to do understand movement understage movements with like basically what you cre- we had what we had created was like a little moving train pushed by people where you have six or seven puppeteers, you know, each one operating something in a rail doing that stuff. So, you know, that was the combination of of the, the speeder moving around and then Dita at one point when she backs away, you know, uh, uh, when the worm attacks her. So, and then all that, stuff, I, I was just having fun in it, you know, like it. But for me, you know, the hardest stuff is the emotion, is the, 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 the you know, what, I tell you one of my favorite one of my favorite one of my favorite sequences just because the the puppeteers are amazing. Uh, it's it's um, I think it was Elena. It's the two sisters, you know, when they uh, it's the it's the two sisters in the forest. It's Brea. Uh, and Brea, the, Brea and Tavra, where and they run Tavra. into each other. Who's doing? That was that was uh, Elena Smi, right? On Tavra on this today that day. I don't know, but it was like it was it was Alice and I think El, Elena uh, or oh, maybe Neil. Oh, I don't know, but like you know, everybody's like literally everybody's I, I think amazing. It's Neil. I, I think it's, it's Neil. It's I think Neil. it's Neil. Yeah, it's Neil. It's, it's Neil. Neil. Yeah, I don't want to give him credit because really is an abominable uh, human being. But uh, uh, Neil is a great puppeteer, and he, he 
and he um, and the, just just the truth of the emotion and the simplicity. I mean, you have to understand. You're basically are carrying, uh, you know. Uh, a sports bag full of stuff above your head and you don't know what it looks like and I'm rotating with my camera around you and you don't know where you know up uh, you know up and down and left and right is so, so they had to be so in the moment and feel their stuff and then draw the stuff on the ground and you know look at each other and smile and that scene for me is amazing and that that, that those sort of scenes for me I was really looking forward to that's why I you know Jeff I was like right a Write a kiss because I wanted to see just a small moment, shot reverse, couple of two shots of two, these are two very important characters having a moment of, uh, you know, wow, she kissed me, uh, uh, and you know these moments are, are were the were, were the were the most complicated uh, to get right, uh, not technically but you know emotionally. I remember just being afraid that the end of episode five wouldn't work when we're ending on a shot of Celadon. When, when the Skeksis put the crown on her head, because she doesn't speak, she doesn't say anything. And she's just, like, thrown her sister out. And I think Will and I were always scared of that shot. And we had options of, available, ready to write, of, like, we just need it. We're just going to end on Celadon, just, like, staring. And it was, like, the big drive into the second half of the show. And it worked. But that's because that's Well, it's Elena's because Elena, again, that's, El, that's Elena's me. Because uh, uh, I remember, you know, hating her so many oh, times. Oh, yeah, that's Elena for, for sure. <laughs> hating her so many times <laughs> when we were doing that flying scene. But, you know, that flying scene was actually very, very hot. Because it was all real. No, you know, uh, uh, when she's, uh, when she's, she's they, they flew around the, as the, when the other Mojo flew around her and all that stuff. Because that was all real. They were flying for real and everything. So we had, like, puppeteers. It was very, very, very difficult. And, I, you know, with my steady camera, I kept kicking and poor Elena didn't know where she was and I kept kicking her and she kicked me and my steady cam came around and broke my thumb so my thumb was actually broken on this so I was like you know bleeding thumb broken operating but Elena who was like exhausted and crying does this thing where she turns around she she's so good and she does that turn that's so perfect she does it a couple of times in the show she does it also uh after after uh uh you know the the burial of her mother or something like this. Yeah, she walks around. Yeah, yeah. The, for Thra or something. Five, yeah, yeah, seven, yeah, 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 something or whatever. And anyway, she does it so many. And I was like, oh, I know. You turn and I push in and I slightly rotate and that gives you the power. It's like a comp. It's like, it's a dance. You know, it's always a dance with actors. I'm used to that dance, but with puppeteers, they were never. They did not understand that dance because they never do that the camera doesn't dance around them the, the camera is just static and does that so they had to learn this and it was it got very exciting for all of them to do this man they're good it was amazing so, they're was amazing. so they're so good and you know, except neil who's really a terrible person i keep saying <laughs> <laughs> well there's always one bad apple no neil had the neil is amazing and neil's walk Oh, I mean, Rianne's walk. They, yeah, there's a exactly shot of just yeah, Rianne's yeah. walk that yeah. stays with me until the end of time. They, uh, of just yeah, as they he all walks learned, away. They, they all learned from each it. other. Like they were like at, to, so again, like we we invented the wheel there. So so they were like, huh, you know, everybody was like doing that stuff, and then Neil did something, and then he was teaching them, and they were like, they were really, they were very generous with each other. They really, really, really help with each other, and they're very, you know, they are. We the. I say, I, you know, it's been two years now, so I can really say it again, you know, after, after they are the true heroes of this, of this whole adventure. I mean, we wrote, we shot, we did all that stuff, but this would not be anything without the power of these puppeteers. We can build the greatest set, we can do the greatest camera moves, we can, you know, write the best words. It doesn't work if the puppet is like, you know, it's like, you know, you're like, yeah, you cannot do that. If you don't believe the character, it all falls apart. And they brought those characters to life. The generosity really is shocking if, like me, you don't really know anything about puppeteering and then you see them do it. And so you see someone be the the lead of the scene. I mean, do a big part, do a big speech, be the star of the day. And then the next shot, there's someone else's left hand. And there's no yeah. hesitation or grumbling. And it's just, you're right in. And so they, I mean, from an outsider's perspective, it seems very effortless and um, sweet how much they're all there for each other 
all the time. No, it's a good. It's a. It's a great thing, and they, they. You know, they really. They care for each other. They really. You know, they they live together. They were like. You know, it's 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 a, it's a. It never happens. Like I mean, maybe in theater. Uh, you know, so like you know, colloquial theater, but like this. Is, yeah. It's much more like a theater troupe. Uh, is my experience of it than anything else. Certainly than, you know, movie or TV stars. Except Neil, who had his own trailer and was a bastard. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like I'm just seeing Neil listening to this I know like, oh, I, I'm, I'm actually just doing it for one person Neil <laughs> speaking of Neil his his um, scroll keeper stole every scene he was in he was really one of the the unexpected characters from the show I was like I, he drinks you know you can drink up every frame he's in every time he speaks the the camera loved him. I, I thought he was really... And I don't think he surprise. really thought he was going to play the voice. I really don't... Th- and we were all like, well, that's the voice. There you go. That's it. Because he was just so great. And that shriek and that sort of duplicitous thing he does. I mean, he was amazing. And I guess, you know, this is one of the questions that sort of, you know, had in my mind. I think it was in episode three. And, um, of course, you know, with Olga, you know, she's speaking, you know, to the crystal... And then she sees, you know, herself, that it's herself from the past before she uh, went and did her stargazing for hundreds of trying. And then obviously, you know, this all gray is sort of showing her, you know, what has happened to Thra and whatnot. Um, So I I guess, you know, you know, the vision of Olga, whether that was just the crystal's representation of that character to speaking to, you know, the actual Olga sort of thing. Just wanted to know, yeah, yeah, just your take. Because that was like one of those things when I think watching that episode, watching that scene, I'm just like, oh, what? Is there some time traveling thing happening? And um, uh, yeah. <laughs> the, the idea was that it, it's not as simple as say time travel. The no, idea no, is that yeah. <laughs> Algra is, no, that's a fair question. So the quick answer is Algra is Thra and Thra yeah, is Algra, crystal, that they are yeah, one and the yeah. same. <laughs> and that Algra has lost her connection to Thra. But the memory of who Algra was fully connected to Thra is still in Thra. And so really what that is, is Thra giving Agra, calling her back to who she used to be. She's lost her connection. She is Mother Earth, but she's lost that connection. And so she's Mother Thra. And so it's it's Thra calling her back. It's the memory of, I remember you as you used to be, calling you towards your future, towards greatness, towards the task that you have to do. Um, but yeah, there's no... Uh, there's no 300 trying to go version of Augur looking in the water being like, get out there. Um, it's much more, it's, it's, it's Thraw connecting to her. Funny story about that scene at the table read. We had um, a million people around the table. Some very famous voiceover people were doing characters and we get to that scene. And I realized that no one has given the actor a heads up that she's going to be playing Agra and younger Agra in the same scene. Oh. It's just her arguing with herself. I mean, we should have given her a heads up. No one told her it was coming. And so she just turns the page and she takes a breath and she was perfect. And that was Donna. And Donna was a puppeteer at, at, at uh, Henson. And they were like, Donna does a good Agra. And we were like, okay, great. And then she did the reading and we were like, oh, well, that's, it was heartbreaking. I mean, it was it wasn't just a perfect Agra voice, which is hard enough to do, but they, she made them different. She made them emotional, and she did it, I think, on the fly. It was pretty impressive. Yeah, and answering herself, knows what I mean. Yeah, and of course, like I heard stories about, I think her like you know, actually recording the dialogue to to pass it on to, so you know, with Kevin who's performing um, Agra in, in you know in London. So, um, but you know, her her voice was just yeah, it was really incredible. Just spot on to um and also yeah. recording all the singing and the chanting and we're just being like ah do some chanting we'll figure it out tomorrow on the day and so we would just send her you know just crazy nonsense words of this song of thra yeah absolutely yeah and i mean that was one of my favorite like little easter eggs of course is that song of thra and um you know once hearing those words and you know making of course a connection like from joe's books you know what what they mean and all that kind of stuff i think yeah you know we were like, oh, it's like, oh, I stole the heck out of Joe. (laughs) Joe created the triangle of the song of Thra and I stole that. And then I created a separate version for that. That was a slightly different language um, than the old Gelfling. So that Thra was old old Gelfling is a derivation of the language of Thra. And so I created a similar, but different 
triangle like Joe did uh, to create that, and then I also created a separate triangle for the Skeksy language, um, which we hear, which I used bits and pieces of the original film as well. So if you listen to what the uh, the what is it the um, the Heretic and Wanderer kind of there's some there's some old Skeksy in there from the original movie that I stole, which is a derivation I believe of old Egyptian. So there's like little Easter eggs to all the different versions of all of the languages. They all actually tie into each other and they all have the same base, thanks to Jolie. Oh, nice. We're nice. so lucky. I mean, we're so lucky to have Jolie, to have Brian and Wendy Froud, to have, you know, Lisa, you know, uh, you know, all the, you know, the handsome kids, you know, part of this. That, that is so it's kind of like it goes back to your initial question of like, you know, doing it, you know, for the fans doing it for now it's sort of like it's yeah we 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 were the, the the path had been had been created for us we just had to you know run fast and run right and we're in the best way possible down this path but this path was you know we always were safeguarded by these uh, by these guardian angels because they were always there for us to just to help us just, it, i mean the, i remember very specifically yeah. like being the day we had to record the the funeral song and so Joe Lee, I'm remembering now, it's coming back to me, it's been a while. If I get it wrong, forgive me. Joe Lee had created the language of Throck by creating a, a, a triangle that had consonant sounds in the corner and vowel sounds in the middle, and you would drag your finger to create sounds so that they were always repetitions of the same sounds. And so I wanted Old Gelfling to be a derivation of the Song of Thra. So I created the same thing with slightly different consonants in the corners and syllables. So they sound similar to each other and are created using the same rules. But also I did that while Daniel Pemberton is there and all of the puppeteers yeah, are looking saying, at me like, yeah. what are we supposed to say? And Sam's there as well. And I'm like, ah, I'm drawing a triangle and I'm making the sounds and there you go and we'll figure it out later. And that was, yeah, that's that was exactly. like and the TV it. schedule Yeah, and thanks to all the people. Yeah, and Joe, it, you know? remember Joe came that day. I remember like that's the only day Joe came. Joe Lee came on set, and he was like, "Oh yeah, you actually made it work." <laughs> <laughs> but like, it was all because of like Joe Lee, based on Brian Froud's old drawings. Like all of the work yeah, yeah, yeah. had been laid down by all these talented people. Lisa bringing that into the you know, and Joe doing the podling language, and then on the day over and over, it just came to like we have no time. Thank goodness, all of these talented people are around us, and so we know this world, we know this story. Here we go. There, Here's a triangle. Is, Here's the words. There is zero and it waste. It's crazy. It yeah. But there's zero waste in Dark Crystal. Everything has been is used and reused. Like the 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 initial drawings from Power of Dark Crystal, but also you know the 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 book of Thra, you know the the the. the that, that famous book from Brian Throud, Throud, you know, like the, in the, in the, yeah, the world of Throud that has that, you know, and we're like, oh, look at this creature, invent a story for that, look at this, look at that, everything was used and reused, like you, even like, we told that story before, but like, uh, I think uh, Toby said this on your show, like, you know, there were some pieces of armor that weren't, you know, that, that were not used for these skexies that became creatures that Wendy were sort of like repurposing and making into different creatures. Like, we had zero, zero waste. Everything was <laughs> from the ideas to the creatures. Because originally we wanted, like, even the, the Gartham that you see at the end of the show to look different than... Um, the Gartham that we see later on in the movie, we called that the proto Gartham. It was a slightly different so that because in the movie they're empty and this one has some Grunax in it. And we know Grunax are a thing that aren't going to be easy to find. So we have answers to all that. So we wrote a version of, of the, um, of, of it being a proto Gartham and looking different and being hatched out of this sack and like all this stuff we couldn't do. And then somebody was like, you know, we have the actual Gartham suit. Like we found the Gartham suit and we're rebuilding. We're like, Oh, well that's awesome. We're going we're gonna to do that because it's the original Gartham suit from the movie, you know, brought back to life. Yeah, great. Let's use that. There's no waste. <laughs> this is the greenest production. Every scrap of art, every idea, everything ended up back in the show at some point. I, I mean, because that's the thing, like, you know, with this show, it's like, you know, you, like you, you could have not referenced anything, you know, had nothing, you know, you know, had your own, like, really own take um and you know not include you know things from joe's or you know from the previous works before uh so that, that that's the thing that i love that at least you, know, you you everyone really embrace what has come before but just in and and enhance it just so much more you know just taking it to a whole 
of a level. And, and props to you know Henson Company for preserving all that stuff. Preserving their archivist is amazing. They hold on to it. They honor that stuff. They believe in that stuff. They they value those things. They they build this world. They had these great conjunctions before Will and I even got there, where they were, you know, we we got handed the names of seven clans. Like they they flesh this world out. They believe in it. They love it. There's a lot of stewards they're really the stewards of this world and like will said we just come in and play i guess you know of course the one thing i probably wanted to talk about of course is um you know we've heard this story like from interviews i think uh i think this was uh, i think for uh, louis um that this happened during um i think you were filming the the end battle scene um for age resistance and um i think it happened at night time when the, the fire happened and um you know uh, went through you know the set and whatnot and of course you know, yourself saved all the, you know all you know as much pup, all the puppets and um you know having the fire brigade and everything the savior uh so i mean I, yeah i just love to know like yeah just a full-on detail of like how, how how did it all happen like you know how did the fire started um out of curiosity yeah uh jeff started the fire. well i made one mistake <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> jeff and, and Will. then it became a whole thing <laughs> yeah uh, uh, uh no, no, it, we we actually we hadn't started. That's the reason why all the puppets were on set. We hadn't started um, the 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 battle. Oh, the battle! But, yeah, yeah. Uh, the final battle, but but we wanted Rita wanted to for me to check the positions of all the arrival of the clans just to create the trenches for all the arrivals to see if we had enough puppets and everything. So she had put all the puppets she had put all the puppets literally all the puppets on set all the skexies every clan our heroes agra on one side uh everything even 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 uh the hunter was there who is you know you know there's a man inside it so immediately was propped over there so, you know, so because i was supposed to look at it that night i was exhausted uh, to edit and i said let's do it first thing in the morning so everything was there uh, you know, I'd, I'd have done it that night, it would have still stayed there. But anyway, we were there. It was the hottest day of the year in England. And when, you know, it's like it was 100 degrees and there's no AC or, you know, I, and and we still don't know what started the fire. With uh, It must be electrical because uh, there was like all these little lanterns underneath this. You know, it must have been one of those. Although everything was turned off, but you must have overheated during the day and then, and then sort of like kept burning. Or a motor or something inside dog or who knows but the uh the so I was up there editing and and I heard if you know if I, and I was editing and putting the music and it was loud and I you know I was cutting and I heard the beep me me I was me me and oh you have to the, the the fire alarm was always turning on always like we're you know the good thing we're you know we had to finish scenes with like you know half of our uh, you know uh, raw sound has a fire alarm going uh, on it and, and the, the entire show uh, winter or you know so it was like a little bit of a peter and the wolf type of story you know boy roof type of a thing so we were like you know i was just waiting 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 and I still was like, oh, this is so weird. This keeps going. So, you know, finished my cut, went down, smelled something, went through the restaurant, went in, and there were like a couple of guys that were sort of like downloading the, the, the data from the cameras, and they were there, and, and they were like, yeah, we, we smelled something. So I went inside the stage and could, like, literally could not see my hand when I, you know, with my arm. It was like, yeah. And, uh, uh, I, I, so I went in. I could hear. I couldn't hear the fire, but I could hear the sprinklers going. And it was. I was like, oh shit! It's in stone in the woods because we had two stages, like giant stages next to one another. So I went from one stage, which was, you know, somewhat uh, uh, filled with smoke, to another stage, which was completely filled with smoke and dark. And there was like flashing lights, and and I could hear the sprinklers. And there was like what? And you have to understand there. The sets are so complex and it's packed with, you know, cables and everything. It's like, you know, it's, it's, it's there. I mean, the whole world is there. And I was like, holy shit. Turn around, stop running. It, 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 
get surprised out of this, you know, sort of like by, uh, I'm like bumping to Raz, who was our, you know, night watchman, the watchman of the place, who's amazing, this amazing guy. Raz is amazing. If he's listening to this, hi, Raz. <laughs> Uh, he's in South Africa now taking care of uh, uh, meerkats. He's just, he's, he's done with the movie My industry. My always industry. asking me about Raz. She met yeah. him once. I said, yeah. Mom, I met him yeah. twice. I don't know how Raz is doing. She's like, well, check in on Raz. I want to know how Raz is doing. So imagine Raz, yeah, like, so tell your mom to imagine Raz coming out of the smoke completely naked with a flashlight in hand, you know, and, and me going like, oh, Raz, I think there's a fire. It's like, holy, he has a fire. And the two of us, you know, trying to, you know, uh, go into that stage, realizing we're like, you know, sort of like knee deep in water and doing all that stuff. Yeah, Raz, go call the fire you know, department. So we call the fire department. And all that stuff. I was stupid to go in for that long because all the sets are built in polystyrene. And when polystyrene burns, it becomes cyanide. I mean, I could have died in one second. Uh, but, you know, I put like some, you know, I was able to hold my breath and come in, come out. Fire department comes, I, you know, the guys come in, I tell them, okay, I know where the, fi- I think I know where the fire is, and I sort of like draw the, the, the you know, the, the stage, how, where the sets are, because they had to come in and couldn't see anything, so they come in, they come in, they come in, they come in, but what I forgot to tell them after all that story before is that, you know, we're, the, the, it's puppets, and, you know, and I, uh, you know, I hear, there, there's one guy that stays out with me, and they come in, and I hear like, <laughs> There are kids. There are kids looking at us. They're everywhere. There's children. Look, there. We have to take them out. And like, oh no, no, tell them they're, they're puppets. They're puppets. It's okay. It's okay. But you know, where's the fire? It's like, no, okay. Yeah. So anyway, they come out. They're like, what the hell was that? And I was like, we're shooting a show. It's for Netflix. It's a puppet show. It's like, oh, they, sh- they look so realistic. I'm like, thank you very much. And then you know, and one guy comes out and says and pulls out his thing. He's like, are you guys shooting the dark crystal? And like, yeah, <laughs> holy sh! I love the Docker Soul. Okay, everybody, let's go in. Let's go. And then so they put out the fire, and and they put out the fire, and and let me in, and then some kind of like other you know urgent fire because it was the hottest. Took them out, but the I had to, and the and the sprinklers kept on going, and the the smoke was filling up the space. I had to. And then, and then other people came. So Raz came and then another puppeteer, um, assistant puppeteer called Freddie, really sweet kid, who was living across the street, came to help. And I was like, uh, uh, Raz, Freddie, let's go in and let's take out all the puppets. So they, the, the three of us took out all the, the, our heroes because they are, you know, all our girlfriend and stuff like that. But then I was left alone with all the Skeksis. And the Skeksis are, you know, they must be like 60 pounds, 70 pounds uh, when they're not wet, but with completely drenched, they, they were like 200 pounds of skexies. And I had to sort of carry all the skexies. You know, good thing I was doing Steadicam all day, but that was like oh, all <laughs> night, all night. I was drenched. Uh, um, yeah, I got there early in the morning because I got like a phone call or a thing that was like, hey, there's there's been a fire. And so I, I, I raced out. It must have been, I don't know, five, six in the morning. It was really early. And Louis hadn't left yet. He hadn't slept. He hadn't, he'd been up all night and he had black soot under his nostrils yeah, because from where he had he like inhaled, this stuff, inhaled yeah. it and, and around his mouth. And he was just like, I mean, it was, it was, it was crazy. And we were mostly just trying to get Louis to like go home and sleep. No, but I was like, you know, I was like, you know, on crazy adrenaline but we it, 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 the good thing the good thing civil lining it, it made the puppets look better i mean these puppets for the the final battle they look like they they went through hell because they really did they really did and they look like you know they're exhausted and tired and you know the, the subsurface has really been soaked in with like dirt that's what it is you know so so it, it was really it it, it it would have been it could have been the end of the it, the end of Dark Crystal period. Like, you know, had, had we not, because not only was it, we hadn't shot the final battle, but we were shooting out of order, so we'd not, not shot a few things. So there's, I think they would have never shot the, sh- you know, we would have not been able to rebuild the show. So I, we, I, you know, had that not been there and we stopped the fire, this, the 10 hours would have not been, they would have sort of like said, all right, yeah, we tried, this thing happened, get insurance, goodbye. And that's it, you know, so, so it was, we were lucky to be there, you know, at this point. So that's good. <laughs> that's amazing. No, it was, it was fun. No, but it was, it was, it was, it was sort of a, you know, it was like, yeah. Oh, of course, there's a fire. Yeah, of course. Yeah, dark. <laughs> and of course, yeah. And also, <laughs> so everybody good. comes together. I mean, everybody's, yeah. we're li- literally just mopping water 
out of out of the place with brooms. I mean, the the the, co- the creature shop was was soaked down. You know, they're literally just brooming water out of it and 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 cleaning everything and and getting you know getting the puppets work done as they're fixing up the shop. Like, it, and it really did only set us back. I think we lost a day, two days, something two days, like that. Yeah. I think we did. A, we the other yeah, stage. it was two days, and then we and then the first scene we shot the day after because it was our smallest set was Deet's house. So Deet. We started with Deet waking up, all that stuff. The fathers, all that stuff. That's the... I will always carry with me, I feel so bad that I left. I showed up, I was like, this is crazy. We're, sh- we're moving the whole schedule, so you got to rewrite the scenes. And we didn't have power. And so I, I, I will carry to my... I felt really bad. I was like, guys, i got to go. i, I got to write the things we can shoot in, in a day and a half. And so, like, I felt like a real diva, but it was I, that was my job was to go right. But I felt really bad. But that's a good thing, you know. This this keep calm, keep calm and carry on English mentality mentality is it's it's very true. So like there was never no one, no one cried, no one you know got angry, no one did anything. It was like okay, okay, and so we do this and you do that and you do this and you know thank you very much. Yep, we do this, we do that. We'll yep. move these scenes there, and you know when can we be ready and. We'll move some Augra stuff around because she got pretty messed up. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so we had to shoot around Augra for a while, but yeah. Really messed up. It was crazy. Yeah. Um, so, um, no, that, that, yeah, it's the, it's the Dark Crystal for you. It's just the, 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 the most interesting adventure, cinematic adventure ever. <laughs> Whether it's the original movie, the, the, the prequel TV show. <laughs> I mean, we could just do the quick list because we do have to wrap up soon. Like, what went wrong? We had pigeons that got into the place for a while and they would ruin shots that's in the blooper reel you could see and then they released like hawks to get the pigeons and then we couldn't get the hawks out as i seem to recall or something like it was just like burnt because we'd leave the doors open all the time so like animals would come in some kid broke on remember and somebody was like who are you and he's like i'm a puppeteer and they found him stealing a bunch of uh, of suits like green screen suits which are really expensive which was really odd and like i don't know there was, there was a bunch of you know we were there so long yeah, he didn't steal it. He, we went for the green screen suits, I remember. I think it was, like, Tim, somebody, one of the producers who was amazing, was like, can I, like, do I know you? Because there's just so many people in and out. Do we want to address the elephant in the room? <laughs> or is there an elephant? <laughs> I'd say let's not. I say let's not, too. We're happy elephants. What, uh, whatever you guys, I think, I think we... Cool. I think we all probably have to move on. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't. I don't want to speak for anybody else because I, I also partially could just sit here and talk about it forever because I love it. So yeah, no, I'll, I'll defer it, to the it, group. It, <laughs> no, but it's 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 funny. Kind of like it's it's one of those rare shows that uh, movies, shows, you know, piece of work, entertainment, whatever that we all that everybody that worked on. You know, it's it's sort of like it became part of us in such an intense way. Not only by the you know. The amount of work, but the, you know, what it did for us, and 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 I think we, I always, there's not a day where I don't get an email or two from a crew member or a, a you know, voice talent or this or that that says, you know, sort of like, you no, know, I was just thinking again about Dark Crystal, and you know, I was just wanted to say, wow, we did it, you know, sort of like it's that was pretty incredible, or I was like, watch, you know, somebody, I was, you know, do you. It's just, it, it's it's the show that will, you know, no matter what, will, you know, will, you know, I always get stopped at the, you know, the customs and they're like, oh, you're, when coming back to the United States, like, you know, what have you done? Uh, what, uh, what do you do here? Uh, you know, I'm a filmmaker. Uh, what have you, you know, what have you done? And I'm like, oh, I did this, this, that, 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 that. Oh, Dark Crystal. Oh, really? The puppet? The puppet show? Yeah, oh, I, see, I saw it. Oh, my, this. Like, people get really... It's it's a, it's a special piece of entertainment, uh, art. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's your cat. You have so many cats. Yeah, that's you have, Kira, like, yeah. by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's Kira. She's a big. I know Kira. Yeah, Kira. <laughs> so, She's so like, no. What have you been doing for two hours? Yeah, no. Yeah. So she. So 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 so. You know, so proud, so proud of what was accomplished. So proud, so proud of the Emmy and the Emmy is really. It's it's really for everyone. Like I've I've been trying to email everyone and say, 
you know, we got an Emmy, and this one is really thanks to you, Toby, Wendy, the, the you know, the the gaffers, the electricians, the you know, the you know, the people in the restaurant. I mean, they they, they fed us for years, for, for, for yeah, for ten months every day. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I knew about their lives. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's a it's intense. It's a it's intense. And also, I just want to say, like, because as Louis pointed out, we didn't really, hadn't really done anything. So for this to be our first thing, and, you know, Javi's not here, but for the experience of working with Javi and then being on set with Louis every day for 10 months and then being there through recording and all that stuff, like, this was my film school. You know, this is the first thing we ever really had put out in the world. And, and for it to be this, it's like, well, the bar's really high now. So um, I don't know what we do next. But, like... Um, but it was an amazing experience. It, it profoundly shaped who I am as an artist and, and, the, re, and the relationships that we have and, and just how amazing everybody was. I mean, they were so great. They were such hard workers. It, it's phenomenal. It's, it's, it's phenomenal. That was yeah, my I mean, favorite part, is that everyone involved was the best at what they do and did the best they've ever done. And it was really thrilling to see so much talent um, rise because it was necessary. And it was really fun. I mean, it's just fun to see puppeteers who are so good. And you just sit there and you're like, they're made of magic. I mean, the, the people who designed and built the sets, I mean, the talent. You walk in and you're like, that's the Crystal Chamber. They did it. That was the most exciting thing. It was fun to see... Louis, I mean, I think it's I think it's the best thing Louis's ever done. I was cheering for Louis, and uh, and you know I don't I don't really like him, and so to overcome that <laughs> and just be so happy for him that he but did I, something so amazing, and and also Jeff, it's thrilling to see your partner's dreams come true and have the dreams be pleasant and not a nightmare, and it was it was fun to see him get to be the best he could be, and uh, that's a that's a great thing to have been given. And I know we're not talking about the elephant, but there is sort of an arc the last few days between between an Emmy and then the announcement about the show ending where, where Louis said this this podcast, and I think it's part of the reason that maybe we're hesitating getting off of it, is part of our goodbye. To to say with uh to to whatever look, I don't know the different version the, the future, who knows what it's gonna hold. But I think that there's something to be said for like um saying saying thank you to the fans and and the people who are going to watch this who are going to listen to this who who watched the show who loved the show who support the show for us sort of at the end of it to say here's some people who sat in a room and created a thing that grew to thousands of people to work on and then for thousands millions of people to watch it for us to come on for our part and to say like we really loved this thing we really loved working together and we really appreciate everybody who, who watched it, who loved it, who continues to love it, who carries it forward. And, uh, and that's, that's a beautiful sort of arc. There's a beautiful sort of story there. And so, so thank you guys for like having us on um, to, to be part of this journey, this part of this, this next chapter, and, and who knows what's next. Yeah, I, I, we, haven't stopped, we haven't stopped listening. We haven't stopped reading the, you know, the Crystal Shard and you know, all the Facebooks, and we haven't stopped. You know, oh, yeah, you guys know I'm on there. I still post like... Checking out... Uh, heck Jay yeah! <laughs> James's uh, Instagram I'm excited for the Celadon no, character no, deep dive because yeah, that's exactly. ooh, no, that's cool. That's cool. That's gonna be but, a good. But, but 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 I I me me as the boss. I want just want to say like the the, the power and and thank you to Hanson and Netflix. You know they they are they are the reason why us the fans have seen this Dark Crystal the way it's been made and and there they were they have been nothing but incredible at every step of this process and and from from the you know from the test to the green light to the writing to the shooting to the to post to to uh, uh, you know really promoting this show like it is you know the, the most important thing on on their on their service to, to, you know, the, the, the happiness and the pride of getting the nomination and the Emmy, they were so, so proud. I mean, when Ted Sarandos came to our set, he was so 
so he was so excited. He came to the set when I was shooting the, you know, when the, the threaders attacked the village, you know, and, you know, Tyra does that thing, and then, you know, and I was like running around, jumping over holes with my steady cam in low mode and everything. He was like, man, this is so dangerous. This is so dangerous. And he kept filming me, and then I've been told that he came back from England with like not being seen the crown and everything, saying, but I saw the decoration, and he was showing everyone his videos. I had like friends who was like, I just saw Ted, and he just showed me you jumping around, and he was so excited about it. And you know, they, they had so much faith in our show and so much faith in us, and never, never doubted any of us and and you know from from me who'd never done a tv show to will and jeff who'd never written for for tv or you know for this for this size uh to you know between lisa brian it's like just everybody you know and frank frankly it said in the interview like cindy holland who was the first one to say don't do a do don't don't do an animated thing. Do a t, do a, a puppet show. Like it's it's thanks to them. It's thanks to them that you know that 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 we the fans have been uh, uh, honored to work and uh, enjoy this show. And and frankly, it will stay on Netflix forever in in its premium premium. Uh, I I I polished every frame and every you know note and every you know with Skywalker it sounds and looks as great as it it will be and there will never be you know sort of like a bad VHS copy of it or you know you know into commercial interruption you know seen on some weird you know midnight. Sh- thing it'll be like you know you you want to watch it you want your net your 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 dark crystal flicks uh fix you just you know turn on netflix and you have it in its premium premium thing and it'll only get better so um so so thank you know so thank thank them thank you guys the fans because you know we kept you know we we you you, you you're keeping this alive uh and you know we love you we really 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 love you um and you just showed us so much love and you've never doubted us and uh and you know that's it you're 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 a very special community uh thank you and I, I, you know thanks to, to yourself you know yourself and jeff and will like for you know everything that you've contributed to to the dark crystal i think it must be strange now that it's like you've written and directed you know there's more dark crystal you know through this show than there was like with the original film and just what you've done is just it just enhanced it and just brought it to a whole new level and um and yeah i mean like yeah with netflix like they were you know it was i think you know it was the biggest risk for them to even you know green light the show and to do 10 episodes of puppets based on this one you know a one film franchise um so yeah so definitely big yeah big props to um netflix and and, and to you guys and everyone at henson like i mean it was you know well received you know fans loved it critics loved it um it was you know we were just all blown away with the show i think especially that weekend when that show came out um um, I know for myself, I was just pretty much stunned um, and just, yeah, just loved every, every minute of the show. And so, not, and um, yeah, yeah. So thank, thank you. <laughs> not to mention the fact that brotherhoods and, and camaraderie that, that has blossomed out of the past two years of being hyped for this, what started as just a film that so many of us who identified as the weird artsy kids you know, who had trouble finding peers to relate to. Um, we all found each other in the last two years because of this resurgence of this thing that we love. And and it's it's been beautiful. I mean, if, without it, I wouldn't have found these guys um, <laughs> be here on this on this community with with these two brothers that I have in my life now and the countless more out in the community. And to be able to meet all of you guys, it's the the doors never stop opening because this show exists and because you guys put everything into it um there's so much to be eternally grateful for and that's that's we, permanent no we just what. we we carry the torture a bit further i mean frankly let's just thank you know three people but really one person you know frank oz brian Fraub, and obviously <laughs> jim henson it's all thanks. I mean, it's th- really is thanks to him. You know, where you know the his students are, you know, legion, and we're we're just, you know, we're we're his children. You know, we all are his children. You know, 
I happen to look like him and you know and I've directed one of the things so it's just but I'm not his son I'm not his son but, but I, you know I love, when, I, I love when you call me his son on the podcast I'm like oh, rrr, rrr. <laughs> Uh, but uh, no, no. But that, it's it's uh, it's it's amazing. We're 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 very grateful. So thanks, guys. Thanks for having us. Yeah, absolutely. No, no th- yeah, no. Thank, thank you so you. much. Yeah, yeah. Our so, absolute pleasure. Yeah. All right. Well, goodbye. And uh, I can't wait to uh, hear uh, Neil uh, Neil's reaction when. The- <laughs> <laughs> I kind of oh, want fun. Neil to just do a mini thing neil if you're listening just send in your like a short version of what you think of our interview i know your time and specifically of louis we'll call it neil's rebuttal yeah neil's rebuttal yeah i'll 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 definitely give him a heads up i'll I'll send him emails (laughs) but i know what they do you know they they always told you like the puppeteers they when they see the podcast coming they're like oh yeah we can clean for an hour now you guys have two hours to clean your you know your apartment and you know neil your weird little you know house up north or something (laughs) (laughs) welcome neil you're welcome neil Neil has done nothing (laughs) and we're like we're gunning for you neil Neil. this all was about neil you're done together and, yeah, and, no. and also we gotta get neil, neil that's, let's, that's the let's lesson get neil. Yeah. Let's get neil. Yeah, yeah. yeah if you don't have enough i'll do another hour on neil if you want all right see you later <laughs> bye guys all right, all right. Bye, 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 everyone. Bye, everyone. Thank, bye. thank you so much bye. thanks gotcha. and that concludes part two of the interview with jeff addis will matthews and louis leterrier we hope you enjoyed the show i did too and you know Stay with us as we've got lots of Dark Crystal podcasts and content to come. If you'd like to get in contact with the podcast, you can do so at darkcrystalpodcasts at gmail.com. We're on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash darkcrystalpodcast. We're on Twitter at darkcrystalpod. On Instagram at darkcrystalpodcast. If you're watching this on YouTube, don't forget to hit that subscribe button and the bell for future notifications on our videos. Thank you so much and stay tuned for more Trial by Stone.